You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. I'm editor of the Chicago Catholic newspaper for the Archdiocese, and welcome to Beyond the Headlines, where we take a deeper dive into stories that we're covering in our newspaper. Before we get started today, I just wanted to um, let everybody know that if you go to chicagocatholic.com, we've been covering the local um, events, initiatives, fundraising efforts related to Ukraine, not to mention also sharing stuff that the Pope Francis is talking about. Uh, and he's been very vocal about speaking out against the in- Russian invasion of Ukraine and also what our own Cardinal uh, Supich has been saying, too. So I encourage you to go to ChicagoCatholic.com for updates. Today we have is, um, we're talking to Michael Le Chevalier from the Lumen Christi Institute at the University of Chicago. They got some exciting news recently. They um, received a $3.65 million grant from the John Templeton Foundation to fund a national network of Catholic institutes of thought at universities, and then to also develop some programming around the relationship between science and religion. So we're going to talk to Michael about that today. Welcome, Michael. Well, thank you. Uh, It's a delight to uh, share this forum with you and uh, very grateful for the opportunity. And uh, again, just want to reiterate as well, my gratitude to you, and the newspaper for all the work that you're doing for covering this important, um, the important words coming from Pope Francis and from Cardinal Supich uh, regarding the events in Ukraine. Thank um, you. And we at the Institute, all of our prayers go out um, as well to all the people who are suffering during this time. Amen. For people who don't know, would you explain what the Lumen Christi Institute is? Yeah, so Lumen Christi was founded by Catholic scholars um, at the University of Chicago in 1997. And our broad mission is to make the Catholic intellectual tradition in its depth and breadth a living dialogue partner here at the University of Chicago, um, within the academy, uh, within Chicagoland, and across the nation. And we host a number of lectures, uh, symposia um, that are open to the public here at the University of Chicago. Uh, We hold non-credit courses, master classes, um, reading groups, you know, Koine reading groups, St. Thomas Aquinas reading groups um, for students at our offices here next to the University of Chicago. And then we hold a range of programs, both in person and online um, for people here within Chicagoland. And we have a number of efforts that extend to impact the academy. Summer seminars that are uh, training future teachers, uh, future professors uh, in different topics within the Catholic intellectual tradition, 
ranging from Catholic social teaching to Thomas Aquinas to Augustine City of God to John Henry Newman. Um, we have um, support a range of national efforts, including conferences in science and religion, economics and Catholic social thought, and uh, a new effort around Catholic criminal justice reform. Yeah, we do a lot of great work, and we've been to some of the events um, too. So there, I would encourage people to go to their website and check out the events. But so I didn't realize. So part of you got this grant from the John Templeton Foundation. I didn't realize there were so many other uh, Catholic institutes in the country. So you're gonna, from what we've talked about before, you're gonna help establish a network, right, for all these different mm-hmm. institutes, and then you're gonna develop some stuff on science and religion. Um, can you talk about that network? I mean, I, how are, are any of you guys related, and how um, how do you think you're going to be able to implement the network? Right. So all of the institutes who are a part of the grant, um, there are six institutes total, including the Lumen Christi Institute, um, all share a similar inspiration from our founder, Thomas Levergood um, of Blessed Memory, who passed away uh, this past August. Um, and as a layman in the um, 1990s, he was asked by sort of famous Catholic chaplain to the Calvert House here, um, Father Willard J. Bush, to help him do something intellectual here at the University of Chicago, really help respond to um, the obstacles of faith and reason that um, so many students face as they enter a secular university at age 18, um, unsure of how the studies that they're taking, they're engaging in at the university um, interface with their Catholic faith. Um, and so uh, he developed the this model uh, and then very early on um, helped inspire the creation of institutes at the University of Uppsala um, at the University of Virginia, um, all uh, within four years of Lumen Christi coming into existence. Wow. Um, then later, um, helping catalyze the creation of an institute um, led by now Dan Cheely at the University of Pennsylvania, the Collegium Institute, um, and then um, going on to help inspire and consult in the creation of institutes at Harvard, um, at Hope College, um, at um, uh, USC, University of Southern California. Um, so the six institutes that are forming the base of this network at the start share similar commitments to complementing the work of the university, um, providing a forum for um, uh, Catholic scholars um, to speak as Catholic scholars, um, engaging in their scholarship, but also modeling the integration of the intellectual and the spiritual life to students. Um, so I, at the outset, we, we are drawing together people who we know that we can work well with. Um, and we're going to be expanding after the first year of the grant to include the range of other institutes um, that have come into existence alongside um, the university, um, sometimes in great collaboration or even projects of uh, existing Catholic campus ministries, um, something sometimes simply springing out of the need um, that is already there um, existing on campuses. So as part of the network, will you all partner on like symposiums or would you go ahead? So the first uh, point of the network is to just help build the capacity um, and support the work of these institutes um, on their respective campuses. Um, We don't currently have any sort of network like this in existence. And so we're all trotting the same ground, dealing with the same issues, but often um, not able to lean on the wisdom uh, born from the experience that people have on their respective campuses, born out of the trials 
of engaging with questions around um, faith and reason in a secular context. And so we'll be having a number of um, uh, well, a number of webinars to help build up the capacity of participating institutes, uh, ranging on uh, from strategy to um, engagement with students uh, to uh, measuring the impact that we have on students. Um, and I, my goal, my hope would be that at the end of this granting period, each of these institutes will be in a position themselves to apply for a major grant from the John Templeton Foundation or other major grantors like them. Um, we will be planning together eight different summer seminars for graduate and undergraduate students in topics uh, pertaining to the dialogue between faith and the natural and social sciences. So we will be collaborating together um, to organize programs together. Um, we will be partnering to advertise uh, the hybrid programs that people are offering so that um, folks here, even in Chicago, could participate in some of the content uh, that is being presented at Harvard or at the University of Southern California or UPenn. Um, but mostly uh, the first goal of the effort is to just help each of us do our work better. That's exciting. I mean, so I have a couple of questions. We wanted to get, we're going to have to take a break here in a few minutes, but um, we wanted to get into what is the Catholic intellectual tradition and, you know, why does it matter? Why does it matter that we're engaged like this? Um, so can we take the break right now, Mike? Do you mind? This, <laughs> um, this is just, we'll be right back from a break. Thanks. the Catholic Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you, and we will make the donation as easy as possible free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. We accept all types of vehicles nationwide, and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483. That's 877-786-4483. Thank you. I feel special. <laughs> I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before.
We are hiring. Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago is looking for mission-driven individuals who want to help make a positive difference in the lives of people in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. Be part of a diverse, talented team of professionals in the largest human services organization in the Midwest. We are dedicated to helping people chart a more stable, happier future for themselves, and we accompany anyone in need, regardless of faith, gender, race, or ethnicity. Competitive salaries and generous benefits add to the satisfaction you'll have every day knowing that you're helping us amplify our impact in Chicago. To see our list of employment opportunities, visit catholiccharities.net. Welcome back. My name is Joyce DeRiga. I'm editor of the Chicago Catholic. This is Beyond the Headlines, where we take a deeper look at stories that we're covering in the newspaper. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, I would encourage you to come and visit us at chicagocatholic.com to see what we've been covering, um, local efforts of parishes to raise money and um, medical supplies and other items to for the people of Ukraine. We've also been sharing the words of Pope Francis, who's been speaking out strongly against the invasion in, in Ukraine, and also the words of our own uh, Cardinal Blaise Supich. So today on the show, we're talking to Michael Le Chevalier from, he's the acting director at the Lumen Christi Institute at the University of Chicago, about this really neat grant that they got, it's about $3.65 million, to establish um, a network of all the other Catholic institutes around the country, and also to develop some programming around science and religion. So you're all founded on this idea of uh, this, the spirit of Catholic intellectual tradition. I mean, I don't know that we always think that we have we have one. I mean, we know we do, but, you know, how it all relates to academia and all of that. Can you talk a little about what it is and, you know, the impact it's had over the centuries? Right. Yeah. So um, I'm based at the University of Chicago and... Uh, our celebrated University of Chicago president, uh, past president, um, Robert Maynard Hutchins, um, remarked once that the Catholic Church has the longest intellectual tradition of any institution in the contemporary world. Um, and yet, as you mentioned, so many of us uh, sometimes even wonder if we have an intellectual tradition. Um, our tradition spans back uh, to scripture itself, and, and even you know Catholics actually uh, in the early years of the church were engaging not just with scripture, but engaging with the inherited traditions of the Greek world, um, of Plato, of Socrates, um, and even pushing back against that. You know, so you have um, folks like Clement of Alexandria embracing, um, you know, Platonic thought, and you have folks like Tertullian who are questioning um, the use of reason, um, questioning uh, what we can learn from, uh, from the Greeks. Um, so, what can Jerusalem learn from Athens? Um, so it is for us a tradition that dates back um, to those earliest efforts of um, early Christians uh, trying to seek in their faith understanding. Um, too often though, we presume that the Catholic intellectual tradition might just be limited to theology. Um, right. And I like to share that our, our, our institute and the range of institutes that work with us engage with the breadth and depth of the Catholic intellectual tradition. Um, that means that we engage with uh, the works of Catholic culture, whether it be poetry or art, 
um, and how we um, might seek better understanding through these artistic mediums. Uh, it means that as uh, the popes over time have spoken to all people of goodwill uh, through efforts like uh, the Catholic social teaching tradition, um, bearing on issues from how we uh, organize our political society to how we think about what a moral economy might look like, the Catholic intellectual tradition interfaces with that. And uh, at the Lumen Christi Institute, uh, we've been sort of at the forefront of the dialogue between economics and Catholic social thought uh, from when Thomas, Cardinal George, and Joe Kabowski, an economist at Notre Dame, first met uh, over breakfast in 2008 and then launched a series of conferences um, right after uh, not intending uh, to coincide with the 2008 crash, but nonetheless following that um, to bring together bishops, economists, theologians, and other scholars um, around uh, core issues of our society, um, economic issues. And so we reach, we touch the depth and breadth of those, um, the Hispanic theological tradition, um, the contribution that Black Catholics uh, make to the Catholic intellectual tradition, um, how science and religion interface um, within the uh, on the on the sort of on Catholic terms. That's what we can. What I was really fascinated by about the um, the second part of this grant is focusing on science and religion programming. And I know you've done it already, but I think a lot of people think that those two aren't compatible, or that um, I've always thought it was cool. But our church has an opinion on aliens. You know, who else has an opinion on aliens? But we're like, hey, you know, they'd be made by God, so. You know, they're they're welcome. But can you talk a little bit about that misunderstanding and, and how science and religion do complement one another or challenge or, you know? Right. Um, we as American Catholics um, have inherited a perception, a mythic perception about the conflict of science and religion. And there's great um, survey data that really indicates that uh, this is not unique to the United States, um, but particular um, and amplified here. Um, and you know, that, that goes to our own history of uh, you know, everything from the Scopes trial um, to you know, founding presidents of Cornell University advancing uh, the conflict thesis, um, you know, really articulating that these two worlds cannot um, either coexist or even complement each other. Um, and uh, what's unfortunate is that despite really a modern heritage of faith that embraces the complementarity between science and faith, there's still a majority of Catholics um, in this country who identify irresolvable points of conflict between the two. Um, so looking back, for example, a 2016 CARA survey reported um, in Catholic opinions about faith and science um, that was came out in 2017. Um, suggests that six in 10 Catholics still identify inherent conflict between Catholic faith and such modern scientific concepts as evolution and Big Bang Theory. Now, the irony there is that uh, the Big Bang Theory was first articulated by a Belgian priest, um, George Lemaitre. Um, so often we, we fail to recognize um, that there are Catholic scientists, um, pre-scientists, but also uh, lay Catholic scientists at the forefront of uh, cutting-edge science um, and yet, uh, uh, so many of us are just simply ignorant of that and adopt uh, a, a conflict thesis um, that's pervasive in our broader American culture. Um, what's challenging is, is that this is even more prevalent among young people. Yeah. Um, so Christian Smith, a, a sociologist at the University of Notre Dame, 
suggests that 72% of Catholic emerging adults are convinced that the teachings of science and religion often are ultimately in conflict with each other. Um, and his research further indicates that this perceived conflict is, is not unique to Catholics. Um, you can find similar rates around um, other emerging adults who are former Catholics and who are non-Catholics. Um, so this perception of conflict really curtails the mind's capacity um, to grasp what can be a rich complementarity of religion and the sciences, and especially Catholic faith in the sciences. Um, and it, it inhibits really the essential integrative work uh, that all Catholics are called to be a part of, as we're called to transform the world. And that world includes uh, the disciplines of study that are out there. Now, that doesn't mean that there is a Catholic physics or a Catholic biology, um, but we Catholics who believe in the unity of truth shouldn't have any fear in the engagement of the sciences, um, that, that we should know that in the pursuit of truth of the natural sciences, um, within the limits of the sciences, um, can uh, coincide with the, the truths of faith. And as Father John Karchi, who is not only the um, rector of Mundelein Seminary, but also holds a PhD in astrophysics from the University of Chicago, he's uh, argued before our high school students that we engage with through our Newman form, that theology itself can learn from the sciences, that there are questions that are posed by the sciences that can help us to um, believe deeper and understand deeper the, the mysteries of faith. Wonderful. So we have to take another quick break, and we'll be right back and with Michael Le Chevalier from the Lumen Christi Institute. Charities has had the privilege of helping people in need in Cook and Lake County for more than 100 years. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our frontline workers who, despite the unprecedented challenges of the past two years, continue to excel at their jobs every day. From the warehouse staff members who pack boxes of nutritious foods for low-income seniors, to the dedicated WIC employees who have remained open for families with children under the age of five, to our volunteers and restaurant partners who ensure that meals are available for those experiencing hunger. To our service coordinators and our professional counselors who continue their vital work in innovative ways. To our food pantry staff and to all those who work at Catholic Charities Call Center, finding solutions for every person who reaches out to us for help. Charity is at the heart of all you do and we salute you. I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continue to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it, it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarianfund or call 
Welcome back to Beyond the Headlines, where we take a closer look at stories we're covering in the Chicago Catholic, the newspaper for the Archdiocese. My name is Joyce DeRigan. I'm the editor of the newspaper. Today we're talking to Michael Le Chevalier. He's the acting executive director at the Lumen Christi Institute at uh, the University of Chicago, talking about the Catholic intellectual tradition and a new grant that they got from the John Templeton Foundation. Um, you know, Michael, we have just a few minutes left, but I'm always thinking about in my work is how does this all affect the average person in the pew? And, you know, this is some of the um, symposium, like I remember that finance economic symposium or conference that you all did, and, and you're talking at a long, like a really high level, which is all very important. How does it really break down to the average person in the pew? Is it because you're enriching the minds and the uh, experience of the scholars, the economists, and what have you, who, who maybe make policy, or how does it all come down to the average person? Um, right. So uh, there's a few dimensions that we're working with at that level. Um, as Christian Smith research indicates, kids are leaving the church, disaffiliating, disaffiliating already at age 13, um, identifying among those reasons um, a conflict between science and faith. Uh, so holding programs like this at the University of Chicago, one of the top research universities in the U.S., and at like institutes at Harvard, Penn, USC, uh, Cornell, UVA, all of whom are partners in this grant, um, helps illustrate to young people that there is not a conflict between science and faith, between Catholic faith and modern science. I'm helping to ensure that there will still be people in the pew in 20 years. Um, so that's first and so start. That. Yeah, that's a, a sobering statistic, and you know, it's a it's a big task. And what have kind of been the reactions that you've received? Maybe, and specifically, if you can talk a little bit about in the last couple of minutes about those young people um, that you're interacting with that are in high school or younger. Um, yeah, so we held a recent conference in partnership with um, the Archdiocesan Vocation Office and Mundelein Seminary and the Society of Catholic Scientists and the McGrath Institute for Church Life that had over 130 um, high school students participating at Mundelein. And we had students approaching our uh, assistant director afterwards, uh, Austin Walker, just so grateful to see someone, a Catholic nun speaking about the um, history of evolution and Catholic faith and the complementarity between the two, and just not realizing that there were already well-trod paths for describing the relationship between those, and so grateful for that. Um, and so we had students who approached and were so grateful to learn about the science behind um, what distinguishes life and not life, um, and, and knowing that that will uh, better inform their faith going forward. So for so many, we're just removing obstacles but also helping uh, create the enthusiasm that allows students who are both faithfully Catholic and interested in the sciences to know that they can pursue both of those routes without um, in any way diminishing their quality as scientists or uh, in any way betraying their faith. That's wonderful. Well, you always do such good work down at the Lumen Christi Institute, and people can go to lumenchristi.org to check out their programming. Um, there's It's all over the place, sometimes down Hyde Park, sometimes downtown. Just saw you had something in Hinsdale. So they it's it's well worth it, and it's always done very well. And again, I encourage you, please support the Chicago Catholic. Um, you can go online and subscribe to our newsletters. You can subscribe to the newspaper for $25 a year. We come out about every two weeks. You can follow us on social media. 
And again, right now we're focusing on the um, invasion in Ukraine and how that's um, playing out and for the local and the national and international response. So I'm Joyce Deriga, editor of Chicago Catholic. Thank you for joining us today. You can also go on YouTube and watch this video and have a gentle and joy-filled day.